Can you count on yourself? Can others count on you? Are you reliable? Do you do what you say you'll do? Well, today I want you to reflect on your own trustworthiness. So first and foremost, can you count on you? What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. So we are in the middle of a series all focused on self-leadership. We've been talking about the SECURE Foundation acronym, which is all about those behaviors and daily activities designed to help you thrive. So with the foundation acronym, we are focusing on those behaviors that help to make you unstoppable. So these are really growth behaviors. And of course, today we are on T, so we're almost through this uh, acronym. I certainly hope that the behaviors that we've talked about are helpful for you as you reflect on your own uh, on your own self awareness and your own self leadership. Of course, I don't want to overwhelm you, so you know, just pick one or two to really maybe just focus on or reflect on. Even starting to ask yourself some questions about some of these topics can be a really helpful start. And so, you know, every week with the podcast, my goal is to help you pursue what matters by strengthening your confidence to lead in one of three areas. So leading with clarity, which is all about connection to purpose, leading with curiosity, which is all about this self-awareness. And we are talking all about curiosity these days. And then uh, leading and building a community, which is really all about those specific skills uh, that really help you to thrive as a team, whether you have a specific leadership role or not. And so, of course, again, today we are talking about the very important skill of learning to trust yourself. So what gets in the way of trusting yourself? So if you're like most of us, you have some mistakes in your past. Maybe you have um, some experiences that you'd rather not think about. So for many of us, we can think about our past mistakes. We can um, feel the scorn of others' judgments, self-criticism, fear of disappointing others, or perfectionism. So it's important to reflect on what gets in the way of trusting yourself because that's the first step for understanding how you can build some of that trust. And so, you know, if you're like most of us, of course, one of these things or something else can get in the way of uh, trusting yourself. So, you know, as part of thriving in life, we want to learn to trust ourselves and to cultivate intuition. So when, you know, when we think about leadership and intuition, uh, most people won't, won't even talk about intuition, right? They talk about hard numbers, objective data, and for sure, I'm not dismissing any of that. That's very important. But part of effective leadership 
is self-awareness and being able to be aware of those gut reactions. And sometimes it's literally a gut reaction. Um, those intuitive moments where something just doesn't sit right. Something doesn't quite feel right. And so, you know, today with the podcast, the invitation really is to get curious about your experience and learn to recognize your gut intuition as an important guide. So this recognizes that there are many ways of knowing, right? So objective data, research, um, but intuition is also an important way of knowing. Um, And in particular, when we think about intuition as a way of knowing and learning to trust yourself, it requires you to get quiet and it requires you to get curious. So you need to be able to turn down the noise in your life. And of course, with the secure acronym, one of the components of that is unplug, right? We literally need to quiet our lives uh, so that we can pay attention to what's going on around us, pay attention to what's going on inside of us. And intuition really acts in those quiet moments. Um, But of course, right? Like intuition doesn't have all the answers, but it can be a useful source of information when it comes to decision-making. And so I just have another word on um, intuition. This comes to us from Brene Brown. So she says, intuition is not for a single way of knowing. It's our ability to hold space for uncertainty and our willingness to trust the many ways we've developed knowledge and insight, including instinct, experience, faith, and reason. And I absolutely love this quote because with it, Brown really challenges the idea that intuition is just one way of knowing. And rather, she teaches that intuition includes many ways of knowing. And so, you know, it's not an either or proposition. So intuition is all about holding space for the many ways we've developed knowledge and insight. Um, and I think this understanding of in- intuition can be so helpful because it does require you to disown any parts, right? When I think about decisions that I make in my life, some of those decisions are so straightforward. And when I look at, okay, how did I come to that decision? Um, it might be based on experience, right? Like I've seen this type of thing plenty of times and I have a lot of clarity about what needs to happen. And then there are other situations where there's more uncertainty. And certainly my experience comes to bear in those situations, but I need to quiet myself a bit more. I need to reflect a bit more. And that might be a place where intuition really comes in. That might be a place where gathering information and research, getting perspectives so that I can inform myself about a situation can be helpful. And these are all ways um, that we can know and More importantly, these are all ways that we can learn to trust ourselves. So like I said, intuition is a really important form of knowing and an important form of trust. Um, But like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, most of us have blocks that get in the way of trusting ourselves or, you know, we sometimes undermine ourselves. So it's, you know, we, we, we can't. 
uh, really rely on ourselves um, if we're not consistently tuning into intuition and learning to quiet ourselves. So, you know, there's a funny little thing that happens, um, and that is that when we have a difficult time trusting ourselves or others, we often resort to control. And so in a very real way, control is a false substitute for trust. It's false because it doesn't work. It does not do the job of trust. In fact, it fails miserably. So when we rely on control instead of trust, it does bring an initial sense of relief in the face of anxiety because our brain says, oh, you're doing something about this. But because it's a false substitute, that control only serves to feed more anxiety because we can't really control (laughs) things outside of ourselves. So try it. Try it with a toddler. Try it with um, people at work. It, It doesn't work. Plus, it undermines our relationships because newsflash, others don't like to be controlled. It's not a great recipe for strengthening relationships. And so initially, our brain really likes that idea of control, uh, command and control, but it's false. It doesn't really work. And so the net result of that is when we seek for control, we're actually signing ourselves up for more anxiety um, and more fear next time around. So we really want to resist that temptation to move into control mode. Um, and, and, you know, really the recommendation here isn't pleasant. So I'll just be upfront about that right now. Uh, learning to trust yourself can feel so incredibly painful and frightening. And anyone that tells you otherwise has not had much experience with pain and suffering. Uh, learning to develop trust with yourself can be really challenging. The other folks who who claim that trusting themselves isn't that difficult, um, you know, they they probably just have a lot of self delusion going on because that um, this idea of self trust, right? Like if that's no big deal, no problem, it kind of sends the message that you haven't made mistakes or that you don't have, you know, things in your history that you look back and you're like, gosh, I could have done that better. Um, and I'd much rather have, you know, deal with someone who sometimes struggles to trust themselves because I know they have some honesty with themselves. Um, they don't see themselves as perfect and not making mistakes. And so um, I worry more about the folks who are like, trust, self-trust is a breeze. Um, so back to uh, the fact that learning to trust yourself can feel really painful and frightening. The reason for this is because learning to trust ourselves invites us to tolerate uncertainty. And if there's one thing the human brain does not like at all is uncertainty. Our brains are meaning-making machines. And so when we get data points, so an experience happens, we get data points, our brain naturally starts to try to make connections. And sometimes the brain will really stretch to make connections um, that really have no foundation in reality. But it really just makes the point that uh, our brains like stories, our brains like certainty. And so even if the story is crazy and ridiculous and has no foundation in reality, if it helps the brain, the mind to settle 
down in terms in terms of certainty, right? So to be able to say, oh, I know what's happening here, um, that that decreases anxiety initially. So um, the the work of self-awareness and self-leadership and specifically learning to trust yourself is learning to tolerate uncertainty. Uh, we also, along with that, need to learn to tolerate the possibility of failure. Ooh, deep breath. So, you know, this is where it's really important to have some, some common humanity, right? Failure happens for each of us. So over the past couple of years, I have been dealing with a really big stressor. And my goodness, it has really driven me um, to my knees in prayer. It has made me question a lot um, about my decision-making capabilities, about um, my sense of resilience. And it's my trust with myself has taken a hit. And it's not necessarily because, you know, I feel like I've made a mistake or anything like that. It's actually making a decision that moves me in the direction of purpose, but it's so stressful and there's so much uncertainty about it. And I've got to tell you, as ironic or paradoxical as it sounds, the moment that I learned to tolerate the possibility that I would fail, I felt better because before that I had this, you know, this false sense of control and, you know, this sense of expectation of like, it's got to work out. It's got to work out. It's got to work out. Recognizing that I didn't have control over all of those factors. Of course I was doing and continue to do everything in my power to work towards uh, success, but The reality is life happens. The reality is we don't control all of the factors um, that we have to contend with. And it really wasn't until I was able to accept the possibility of failure that I felt peace because then my efforts shifted from fear and control to acceptance, not accepting uh the the possibility of failure necessarily, but accepting that I don't have control over everything. And it helped me to focus in on the things that I do have control over, which often, right, for most of us is our attitude, our work ethic, our willingness to learn the lessons, our ability to ask for help. And I've got to tell you, I've asked for so much help in the past couple of years, uh, both personally and professionally, because I recognize that I could not get through it on my own. Um, and so that is one of the paradoxical things about, you know, letting go of that control and learning to tolerate the uncertainty is that it shifts you out of that tight tension holding mode into a focus and an ability to see the big picture. So some of the other reasons, of course, that learning to trust yourself can feel very painful is because it really requires you to allow your emotional experience, right? As I have been going through um, this tough time, I have had to confront fear on every front. And I've got to tell you, I've had so much fear. It makes me sad even um, to talk about it because those have been some really painful moments that really are not characteristic of me. 
Um, and you know, for sure, I've had a tendency in the past to resist my emotions, to push away, to even pretend, right, that things are okay. And not because I wanted to fool anyone. I certainly didn't think I was fooling myself, but because the, there was a worry. I'll just say I had a fear that if I turned towards my emotions, right, if I allowed those painful emotions out, that I would become overwhelmed, that it would be even harder for me to do what I needed to do. And, you know, most days still, even then felt really hard. And so, you know, for many of us, the thought of turning towards our emotions and making room, right, for pain and acknowledging like, oh gosh, this is really hard. It's something that as humans, we naturally resist. Um, we really move towards self-protection and defense. And it, you know, it can feel like a survival mechanism in many ways it is. And yet for our, um, for our well-being, right, and our emotional health, it's not the best approach. And so, you know, I can just speak to my own experience, but also, you know, as a psychologist and leadership coach working with thousands of people over the years, our ability and our willingness to allow our emotional experience to turn towards our emotions, whether they're joyous, whether they're deeply painful, really opens us up to healing. And it opens us up to trusting ourselves, especially as we learn to appreciate that every single one of our emotions are here to teach us something. Um, they teach us what we care about. So that's one of the things I certainly have recognized as I have gone through this challenging experience is I had so much fear. And although that was <laughs> so unpleasant to put it mildly, right? It, like really painful experience. Um, it also taught me what I really cared about. Um, because, you know, the path that I have been on is one that's deeply meaningful to me. And so the thought of failing at that or the thought of, you know, not being able to um, be successful on the goals and, you know, the the desires to, you know, be of service and to be helpful, that was really painful for me. And so it 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 showed me really clear, clearly what I care about and where my sense of purpose lies. And so even though, of course, the fear is not something I want, <laughs> I would love for that to be gone permanently. I know that that's not realistic. And I also, every time that fear comes up for me, it also connects me to purpose. So I don't have to be undone by that fear. I can, I can welcome that fear in with a little bit of perspective to say, yeah, you're scared because you really care about this. You want to get it right. Um, and for me, that, that, um, has been a silver lining in some of the pain. Um, the other thing, right? If we think about our emotions, they are, they're here to teach us, right? Sometimes it's, um, our emotions are here to teach us how to breathe through them, right? So how do we, how do we stay grounded? Um, and not get swept up in the emotions. Our emotions are really here to teach us a lot about the stories we tell ourselves because we can have these outsized emotional responses um, based on the stories we're telling ourselves. And so for sure, there's an opportunity to 
you know, to check out those stories, to maybe challenge those and to say, ah, I think that's a, I think that's a bit of an overreaction, right? Like that's my fear speaking. That's not really, um, that's not really evidenced in reality or in the current situation. And so when we allow our emotions, we're allowing ourselves to be taught. We are teaching ourselves how to learn how to cope and move through those emotions. And so, um, uh, again, right, learning uh, to trust yourself can be really painful because these moments teach us what we really care about, right? So, for example, like I mentioned, I wouldn't be so worried about the stressor that I'm facing if I didn't really care about it, if I didn't really care about getting it right. And so, Uh, allowing your emotions without shame or judgment can really pave the way for more clarity and peace as you move forward. And that's like a very simple statement, but I just want to tell you that that is profound. Like that is profound change in our hearts and in our bodies when we can uh, turn towards our emotional experience with love and with tenderness rather than with shame and judgment. That is the healing that most of us need. We don't need more self-criticism. We don't need more shame or judgment. We need gentleness. We need care. We need witnessing to say, I see you. I see this fear and I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And that, that really is the foundation for building a deep and profound trust with yourselves, um, with yourself. And of course, that frees us up to then be able to develop trusting relationships with others. And so when we, you know, appreciate that trust isn't about getting things right, but it's actually about learning to be with yourself through the uncertainties of life, things get a little bit easier. We can carry, you know, our burdens um, with maybe a little bit of a lighter touch. And that's what self-trust is all about. To be able to say, I can, I can carry myself through, through this pain, through these emotions. And so it's so important to remember the importance of learning to trust ourselves. It really is a foundation for growth and well-being um, because it helps us to have a willingness to put ourselves out there and to try new things and to say, you know what? Despite the fear, I'm willing to give it a shot. And this, these are the building blocks for resilience. These are actually the building blocks for confidence. And so it might not feel like it in the moment, but that is absolutely true. And so head on over to my website to check out the show notes with the resources for this episode at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 233 learning to trust yourself. And that's all as one word. One more time, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 233 learning to trust yourself. So I hope you'll stay tuned for this series. There's a lot of great tidbits. And of course, join me on Instagram at dr.melissasmith. Um, as I share additional information every single day on these uh, topics that you're hearing about on the podcast. And if you're so inclined, I would so appreciate it if you head to Apple or Spotify and give the podcast a five-star review. It really does help other people find the podcast. And I'd love to get your thoughts on, um, 
on the podcast. So in the meantime, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember, love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. Good care.